0: radio network and now chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher for everyone struggling with their mental health help is now just a three digit dial away on the 16th of July 2022 a new shorter number for the existing national suicide prevention lifeline went into effect nationwide 988. The hotline will connect people to a network of crisis counselors, making it easier for Americans to get mental health support for themselves or loved ones. What should the helpline or hotline be used for? Well, anyone who is having a mental health crisis can use the number. The hotline is free and available to use any time. And you can still call nine eight nine eight eight 988 if you're not having a mental health emergency. Wait, what? Yeah, if you're struggling with your mental health but aren't actively considering suicide or self-harm, you can still call the hotline and talk with a counselor about what you're experiencing. Okay, Uh, that's fantastic. The hotline can help you find mental health assistance in your area or help during off-peak times. If you don't feel comfortable speaking to someone on the phone, there's also a texting option. The 988 Lifeline's texting feature will provide another key to uh, connect. It's especially important for younger people who are often more comfortable communicating by text. You can access all of this by visiting suicidepreventionlifeline.org chat. That's a lot longer than 988. That actually is good news. Hopefully, it actually works. So if you're having mental health issues... 988 is the number to call. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Okay, this is uh, a little disconcerting news. A consumer is suing candy maker Mars, alleging Skittles contain a known toxin that makes the rainbow candies unfit for human consumption. This is very disheartening. Uh, I love Skittles. I love them. So in a lawsuit seeking class action status filed by the U.S. District Court of the Northern District of California, attorneys for San Leandro resident Janelle Thames said that Skittles were unsafe for consumers because they contained heightened levels of titanium dioxide. I love titanium dioxide. Mars uses titanium dioxide to produce Skittles, well-known array of artificial colors. Oh, that's what causes the colors, gotcha. In 2016, the candy maker publicly shared its intention to remove titanium dioxide from its products in the coming years. Uh, The complaint noted that "Mm, titanium dioxide is still being used in the Skittles today. And we're trying. All right, they're trying. Get over it. <laughs> so the company said, hey, 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 while we're not gonna comment on pending litigation. Yeah, don't do that. Our use of titanium dioxide complies with FDA regulations. Well, there you go. The color additive titanium dioxide may safely be safely used for coloring foods generally. Oh, that's the regulations. But there are several restrictions, such as the quantity not exceeding 1% of the food's weight, and are they using the quantity not exceeding 1% for each Skittle or for the entire batch? I mean, we may be down in some serious titanium dioxide, and it's, uh, I hope not. I hope not. So, it's still legal. It's banned in some countries. So, (laughs) And the European Food Safety Authority announced that titanium dioxide can no longer be considered safe as a food additive, noting the importance of genotoxicity concerns, for example. Oh, okay. Well, so just be careful. Uh, It's up to you. Uh, This lawsuit doesn't mean that Skittles are bad. It only means this consumer thinks that Skittles are bad because of the heightened levels of titanium dioxide. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'll get a smaller bag next time just to be on the safe side. And as long as we're on lawsuits, uh, I might as well continue the Kobe Bryant case. Remember the Kobe Bryant case prior to the pandemic? This was a huge story at the end of, I think, January of 2020. So pre-pandemic, Kobe was in a a helicopter crash. Horrible. Uh, Everyone died. And, uh, there's still pending litigation on this case because, uh, they're suing the first responders for sharing pictures, uh, that they took of the car of the helicopter crash. So Vanessa, uh, is, uh, you know, still suing and there's probably going to make uh, a whole lot of money. Uh, because these people were sharing photos of the crash just because it was Kobe, right? Well, a man whose wife and daughter were among the nine people killed in the helicopter crash uh, is being admonished now and told to stop riding the coattails of Vanessa Bryant's lawsuit against Los Angeles County. Yeah, we care about your kid and your wife, but uh, not that much, okay? They're they're not, uh, you're not related to Kobe. So let's move on, okay? Finna wrap it up, all right? On Wednesday, last week uh, la county filed a motion asking a federal judge to separate bryant and chester's lawsuit because they ch- they say chester shouldn't be allowed to ride bryant's coattails by consolidating his case with the widow of the late nba star well i mean kind of makes a little bit of sense i mean attorneys for la county say that while vanessa can prove the photos of kobe were taken and shared within the police department Chester has no evidence the photos of his family members were disseminated and he can't point to any evidence of photos depicting his loved ones because of this, uh, you can't, uh, it's unlikely he can prove public dissemination and thereby establish a violation of the 14th amendment, uh, given, you know, I mean, Kobe can definitely do that, but, uh, they said that, uh, he shouldn't be permitted to ride the coattails and benefit from what is probably gonna be a big deal for uh, the Bryants. The county said that uh, 40 witnesses deposed in the case. Not one could identify Chester's loved ones in any of the photos taken by county personnel, and not a single document identifies Chester's family members in the photos. Two of the other families of victims of the crash have filed separate lawsuits against LA County, which have settled. Now, those two families, uh, each got 1.25 million in settlements by LA County for the first responders sharing photos from the site of the helicopter crash. So uh, I'm sure that Chester will be, you know, will get something. He just will not get as much as the Bryants. And I know that he wants that, but, and it's sad, I know. It's sad because you cannot put a price on a life and the death of his wife and his daughter is horrific. And, you know, he's just, his heart's on the ground. I I understand there's no replacing any of that, but, and so he wants, you know, someone to pay and I don't blame him, but you know, in, in the court of public opinion and the court of law, your family is not worth as much as the Bryant's. I know it is, but it isn't. You can quote me on that. It is, but it isn't. One more lawsuit. (laughs) A Missouri man has filed a class action lawsuit against Bass Pro, claiming they refuse to honor a lifetime warranty on socks. You bastards. The lawsuit Filed this month uh, by Springfield resident Kent Slaughter Claims that Bass Pro has uh, Uniformly misrepresented to consumers that its apparel product Redhead Lifetime Guarantee All-Purpose Wool Socks Is sold without a lifetime guarantee How dare they According to the suit Slaughter purchased socks from Bass Pro In hopes of a lifetime warranty And that the warranty was a major factor in his decision to purchase the socks okay (laughs) that's what the man says don't look at me i have not had to make that major factor decision in the purchase of socks he obviously had springfield based uh, bass pro shops uh, specializes in hunting fishing camping and other outdoor recreation merchandise yeah i love bass pro the lawsuit states that at one time bass pro would replace the socks with a free replacement each time the socks would wear out but now Bass Pro replaces the socks with a new, different pair of socks that only comes with a limited 60-day warranty. The suit states that Bass Pro has now added a striped design to the 60-day socks so that employees know that no warranty will be honored for those socks beyond the limited warranty period. According to the lawsuit, between 2014 and 2021, Slaughter purchased a total of 12 socks from the Bass Pro Superstore in Springfield. It says he returned multiple pairs of socks starting in 2015 and got a no charge exchange under the lifetime warranty. But according to Slaughter, things changed in 2021 when he attempted to return four pairs of socks. He was told that the store clerk could not assist with the exchange. Eventually, he was given the distinctively marked 60-day socks. So they ended up giving him the 60-day socks. Uh, finally, just to shut him the hell up. But, you know, he's got a point. He's got a point. I would not... I do not have not gone out of my way to purchase uh, all-purpose wool socks. But if I needed them, I may look for the lifetime guarantee provided by Redhead Lifetime Guarantee, all-purpose wool socks. And now Bass Pro is saying, oh, no, you got 60 days limited warranty. And uh, it better be something wrong with them or we're not going to exchange it. So, I mean, he did get his... Deal, right? They changed it on him. They gave him a replacement, but said, Hey, that's it. There's a new a new plan in town. <laughs> so if you don't wear him out in 60 days, or prior to 60 days, there's not gonna be not gonna be any replacement going on. So good luck. Good luck. I hope everything gets worked out for you. By the way, no, I'm not gonna say that. Never mind. You know what? I just edited myself. You're welcome. You're welcome. I was going to say, you can write your own jokes. Wool well, socks, why they're wearing out. I don't know. The man's probably a hardworking man and wears those socks and wears them right out. Right? Of course. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Mm, mm, mm. Ah, so good. Nothing like titanium dioxide in the morning so big news uh also over the weekend uh, j-lo and ben are married i know i didn't think it was gonna happen but gosh darn it they're just nothing but love with jen and ben so Benifer is uh back and they're together, they're married. They got married in Las Vegas with an intimate affair. Uh, they arrived at the Clark County Marriage Bureau Saturday night and they were very low key and wanted privacy. According to reports, there were a few other couples there and everybody just left them alone and they were seen smooching. And they just they just wanted to be married and they were polite. And They got their marriage license. Off they went to the little chapel. J-Lo has posted some beautiful pictures and they just wanted to tie the knot at the iconic Little White Wedding Chapel. So congratulations to Jennifer and Ben as they are married in 2022 and life just couldn't be better. I give it about a year. (laughs) Maybe a little bit more Ben's. You know, Ben has has been off the, he's been on the wagon and he's been doing okay, but he starts filming another movie and uh, he's going uh, somewhere, you know, in New Zealand. J-Lo is off touring somewhere and you're going to get a picture of, you're going to get a picture of Ben, you know, opening up the door of the, of the trailer that he's staying in to shoot his movie. And there's going to be some, there's going to be some young little thing standing behind him. (laughs) <laughs> smoking a cigarette with a drink in his hand. And that's going to be the end. That's going to be the end. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I can already see the picture. Seriously, though, congratulations on your marriage, and I know you're happy, and I just want everything to, <laughs> want everything to work out for you. I do. It means a lot, and I'm just so happy for you, Ben, and Jen, and I want nothing but... <laughs> Nothing but the best for both. You see where uh, the man that uh, Elon Musk calls a terrible human being, his father, Errol, uh, has now uh, admitted that he is the father of the stepdaughter of... Oh, him. (laughs) Elon's stepsister uh, had, uh, had a baby fathered by... Elon's dad. And uh, boy, the family isn't happy. Uh, the family, a uh, little little unhappy. But he said, hey, what are you going to do? You know, yeah, it's mine. <laughs> it was unplanned. And she's not even living here anymore. Yeah, it's a 41 age year gap. And, you know, it's not practical. She's 35. Eventually, if I'm still around, she might wind up back with me. I don't know. Any man who marries a younger woman, if you, even if you feel sprightly, it's going to be nice for a while, but there's a big gap and that gap is going to show itself. So, congrats. <laughs> Errol is the Mr. South African engineer who married uh, Hadleman Moss, the model in 1970, who he was the dad of Elon, Kimball, and Tosca, right? T-O-S-C-A. They split up in 79 Errol went on to wed uh, the young widow who Bezethot uh, Heidi Bezutahoit, uh Heidi Amorphophallus <laughs> I don't think that's the way she pronounces it uh, the young widow who already had two children including Jana and so the two biological children uh, helped raise Jana who was just four years old when she became when he became her stepfather and then he eventually divorced Heidi, after an 18-year marriage. But, you know, then Jana, the stepdaughter, was, you know, oh yeah, still hanging around. (laughs) So, uh, good congratulations. Congratulations to Elon, who is now, what's that make him? A step uncle brother? So the stepsister has a child right so that is makes him an uncle but the child is fathered from the dad i guess that doesn't matter who the father is right but it does kind of so i'm not sure what that makes him the step he's the step brother uncle of the child wow the family tree gets more and more entangled i mean okay we're in the break room so we might as well talk a little food so we have a startup that is going to invent brand new forms of meat and is experimenting with cells from 22 species including crocodiles and alpacas juicy ribeyes the sushi grade salmon cultivated meat companies have grand plans to reproduce the most popular proteins in the world Their bet is that consumers will eventually switch to lab-grown versions of their favorite fillets due to the significant ethical and environmental advantages they can offer over traditional meat production. I wanna go on record as saying, no. uh, That is not why I would start eating lab-grown fillets. It's not just because of the significant ethical and environmental advantages. (laughs) so an australia-based vow food is placing uh, a different bet it wants to bioengineer entirely new better forms of meat oh yeah that's what we need new meat don't look at me like that we can just invent entirely new types of meat that are going to become abundant well recognized and well understood as a cheerio is (laughs) Uh, you know we're talking about 80 years in the future of course Uh, We're looking about, uh, you know, harvesting an annual cellular agricultural conference. He talked about this. Uh, Why why did I miss this? The annual cellular agricultural conference. Boy, I bet you that was fun. Uh, Vow announced his first brand, a cultivated quail product dubbed Morsel. And already you've got me. You've got me hooked. I want the cultivated quail product Oh, we're just going to call it Morsel. Uh, And pending regulatory review, it'll be available at one high-end restaurant in Singapore later this year. Will it? He also said he finished building its first factory in Sydney and will produce Morsel there. Oh, that's great. Cultivated meat, of course, is still... I love how they throw the disclaimers in. Cultivated meat is still unproven at scale. And right now, it's only legal to sell in Singapore... But the space is drawing more and more investment as the industry pushes for regulatory approval in the U.S. and elsewhere. Since 2020, investors have poured at least $2.4 billion into cultivated meat startups. Oh, and you're looking at raising it 20, up to $25 billion in the next eight years. Uh, so accounting for as much as 0.5% of the world's meat supply. Well, that's Okay. It uh, doesn't seem very much. So they're skeptical that in the industry will we ever be able to scale and compete with traditional meat producers. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Because uh, cultivated quail product doesn't really sound appetizing. Now, I get it. I guess they're also starting, um, they're experimenting with cells from uh, those 22 species that I mentioned, including crocodiles and alpacas. Man, I'll tell you what. If you're If quail... Product doesn't get you. That alpaca product, yum, yum. (music) Who died today? Who died today? the Walt Disney World's iconic Twilight Zone Tower of Terror billboard to be permanently removed. I mean, that is an iconic billboard. I hope they just don't tear it down. I hope they take it down piece by piece and, you know, sell it to someone so someone has it somewhere, right? The famous Twilight Zone Tower of Terror sign on World Drive going to be completely removed. The giant animated billboard just outside Disney's Hollywood Studios on World Drive has been a landmark at Walt Disney World for decades. I know it's gone through frequent updates, including a name change of the park and promoting different versions of the Tower of Terror attraction, but no. Uh, the billboard is going to be removed, and the structure... Uh, you know, I guess it's expensive to maintain. Um, it's Disney. <laughs> the structure is expensive to maintain. Are you kidding me? So apparently the twilight zone tower of terror attraction is going to remain open, but, uh, there's not going to be any advertisement for it with the billboard. So goodbye to Disney world's iconic tower of terror billboard. I know. Sad sad, 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 nothing lasts forever. And we know, uh, just as a side note, we do know that, uh, Ivana Trump was, uh, it was an accident. Uh, she did, uh, fall down the stairs, but, uh, they're saying that it was an accident and she fell down the stairs and then that caused, uh, her to have a cardiac event. And that's well, how she passed away. Very sad, but there was, I guess there was a cup of coffee that she had in her hand and, You know, it all all played into, it was a horrible accident. Very sad. Then we have this story, which is sad, but this goes back to my point, humans first. We cannot be putting up with this kind of stuff. A monkey throws a four-month-old baby boy to his death from the roof of a three-story building in India. The animals snatched the child from the parents and killed him. Just give him a toss. Um, no thank you. Those monkeys need to all be killed right now. The four-month-old baby was allegedly wrenched from the arms of his parents, tossed to his death by a raging troop of monkeys. The incident took place in the rural village of Dunka. I mean, if you want to go someplace nice, go to Dunka this time of year. That's in the northern Indian state of the Uttar Pradesh. And it is... Beautiful. So apparently they were standing on the terrace of this three-story house with, uh, you know, the family, the husband, uh, the mom, dad, and the baby. And they were enjoying a lazy Friday evening, according to this story, when the troop of primates clambered onto the roof and surrounded them. After futile efforts to bat the monkeys away, the new parents ran toward the stairs in an attempt to escape. But... The husband who was carrying his son stumbled and dropped the child. Are you kidding me? He's got to feel terrible. Uh, in a split second, before either parent could react, one of the monkeys grabbed the baby boy by the hand and hurled him off the roof. Holy cow! This <laughs> is horrific. Uh, the incident is now under investigation with authorities. Yeah, I, here's what we need needs to happen. Okay, uh, all monkeys in the neighborhood go down. Have a nice day. Take care. Come here, little primate. Come here. Okay, there's one. Uh, here, little primate. Are you the one that threw the kid off the off the balcony? Okay, there's two. Oh, it was the whole troop. <laughs> I only have a six shooter, so I guess I need to get another, another weapon, because it's the whole troop. It, oh my gosh, it's just amazing. I realized that it was I it was I was a mistake. You know, the parents fell down, the monkeys were attacking, and the, you know the baby fell, and the monkey just threw the thing that was in the way. Still though, we can, thus cannot stand. This cannot stand. They cannot be taking over these cities, especially Dunka. Dunka is beautiful. And this, I will not have Dunka overrun by primates. No, that just, that, that I won't allow it. I won't allow it. Did you see where the story about the American judge vacationing in Brazil was kidnapped and held for ransom? And the story is really... I don't know that I feel bad for the judge. I'm I'm concerned that uh, we're trying to make it feel bad for the judge. And he was down there for business. So an American judge vacationing in Brazil, kidnapped, held for ransom. And according to the story, he was manipulated by prostitutes and men posing as police officers. An unnamed U.S. judge reportedly conned by two prostitutes in Rio de Janeiro, the judge told authorities that I've been traveling to Brazil for over 20 years. Uh, I'd known the two women. I invited them back to my apartment that I rented out. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I bet you did, because that's why you've been going to Brazil for 20 years, Your Honor, to take care of a little Rio de Janeiro business uh, outside of the purview of the US of A. But surveillance, I should not want anything bad to happen to the judge, but uh, surveillance video from an elevator shows the women with the American judge uh, left the apartment and then returned about an hour later. The women were accompanied by two men dressed up as police officers, the fake cops. Uh, they identified and they told the judge that he was being placed under arrest for having sexual relations with the two prostitutes who they claimed were under age. The fake police officers held the judge hostage and demanded ransom for his release. They negotiated a ransom of more than thirty-six thousand dollars from a friend of the judge. So the judge called some friend and said, "Just pay him. Give him the thirty-six grand. I'll pay you back." <laughs> so they pretended to be a policeman, tried to negotiate the price. Uh, okay. So now, uh, with the friend of the tourist who was informed by phone that the friend was being arrested for being with call girls in her apartment, what the judge's friend contacted the military police when the con men went to pick up the ransom money from the judge's friend, the real police reportedly arrested the fake cops. The judge was rescued without incident and nobody lost any cash. So they made the deal for 36 grand, but sorry, didn't work out for you. According to this, the leader of the gang was on parole for illegal possession of Firearm Criminal Association. Yeah, okay. Um, I just find it strange. Of course the welfare and safety of US citizens abroad is one of the highest priorities of the Department of State. Is it? Is it? Sure, Brittany has something to say about that. Uh, We're aware of these reports and due to privacy considerations, we have no further comment. Yeah, because the judge is over there taking care of a business with these guys. I mean, it was good that the friend called the military police and maybe that's what the judge was hoping for, I guess. But, uh, you know, so that that person could, you know, kind of make a deal with the people for ransom and, you know, then end up getting them arrested, which is good. And it didn't sound like anybody got hurt, but it does seem like the judge is traveling to Brazil to take care of a little Rio de Janeiro judge of business. And, uh, so I'm trying, it's tough for me to feel sorry for him when he's, you know, going outside the U S to take care of the business with these young females outside of the purview of the U S. Uh, it doesn't say whether the friends of the judge were actually underage. It does say that that's what the fake cop said. So true, not true. Doesn't say. So, why ask the question? That's just dumb. I'm sorry. So, houses of the hoity-toity. I see where Rush Limbaugh's estate in Palm Beach, Florida is on the market. ...for about $175 million. Sweet. Uh, the estate includes about 250 feet of oceanfront property... ...that leads straight onto the beach. Very, very nice. Uh, he bought it, I think, for... Well, he bought one of the houses in 1998 for $3.9 million, ...and then he bought four neighboring properties... ...to build a 2.7-acre estate which you know is now $175 million. Um, he's got a, uh, a vast salon in the style of the Palace of Versailles as the main guest suite. <laughs> this place is awesome looking. Uh, no doubt about it. The main house has seven bedrooms, a dozen bathrooms, two-story library inspired by the Biltmore Estate in North Carolina, which contained wood-painted walls and cherubs dancing on the ceiling. If you've ever been to the Biltmore, you know how beautiful it is. The mansion also includes hundreds of feet of oceanfront property, as well as a pool, a putting green. 24-hour guard station is among the various structures the Limbaugh's purchased to go along with the mansion. The estate also includes a guest house that is meant to be a replica of the Hotel George Parisian Presidential Suite, and Limbaugh also built his own studio on the property that allowed him broadcast live every day for the last 20 years of his life. I was under the impression that that studio, though, he built and they wouldn't let him use it because they didn't want him working from his house like that. But maybe he still did. I thought he i thought he had another place that he drove to, that he went to to broadcast from. Uh, uh, you know, who knows? I, I'm not sure anymore. Um, some of it may have been, uh, you know, not for on-air broadcast. <laughs> so, yep, he broadcasts right from the house every day. No problem. But I mean, he still had the studio in New York. And he had, uh, you know, he was able to broadcast from L.A. Premier had his studios out there. So, okay. No problem. Uh, whatever. He was broadcast from his studio at the house forever. Okay? But you can get it. You can get it for a mere $175 million, I bet, you could probably get it for I don't know 150, 160 maybe yeah you know depending. I think depending on the offer because it's uh, they're saying that the way it's uh, decorated a lot of people wouldn't like the way it's decorated, so it would just become a knockdown <laughs> okay uh, I never at once thought, you know what you probably at one at some point you made too much money as Barack Obama told us a few years ago, but if you're buying a $175 million estate as a knockdown, at some point you probably made too much money. Because <laughs> Rust was only worth, what, $600 million? Something like that. Uh, and so, I mean, if you're buying $150 million, $175 million estate to knock it down, man, you're doing okay. You are doing okay. Oh, Okay. You probably don't need to worry about the mega millions drawing tomorrow night. Uh, the 19th of July today, broadcasting live, is the 18th of July. Tomorrow, 530 million, an estimated 530 million mega millions. Tomorrow, cash option, $304.7 million. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. But if you're buying the Limbaugh estate to knock it down, you're not worried about mega millions powerball is tonight by the way the 18th that's only worth a paltry 89 million dollars so I mean cash cash value 51.7 million whatever I mean I'll take it fine no problem happy to happy to go ahead and cash the 51.7 million cash payout on the powerball I'd prefer the $304.7 million cash option on the Mega Millions tomorrow night. But whatever. I mean, that works for me fine. Either one, I'm telling you, I'm not buying the Russia estate for $175 million. Uh, I don't want to... Uh, but it'd be nice. Man, it sure would be nice. It'd be a, it's a beautiful place to live. You got security. You just... You have the beach. Oh, my gosh. Just be... It'd be really nice. It'd be really nice. But you know what? I don't have to worry about it. Want to know why I got an email that says I am going to be swimming in money and that's not going to, I'm going to not have to worry about, you know, the possibility of winning the lotto. Okay. I got an email from Hassan Ziglam, uh, dear managing director and CEO, sir, greetings. Uh, I pray you and your family are safe and protected with good health, strength, and prosperity. I am Mr. Hassan Zigla, the former fi- Minister of Finance, Libya. I want to read that correctly because I, I hate to, I want to make sure that you hear it the way it's printed. I am Mr. Hassan Zigla, the former Minister of Finance Libya. I'm looking for investors who will be capable and willing to handle and establish a lucrative investment that will be beneficial for both of us. I also like how they've taken now to putting extra spaces between some of the words that must mean that, uh, that means, so it doesn't get picked up by the algorithms, but anyway, good move. Uh, I need an investor who has the capacity to invest. That's me. Nothing says the capacity to invest more than me and, my, and chewing the fat. Nothing. Uh, presently, uh, Hassan continues Presently, I have 250 million US dollars, 250M with the dollar insignia in parentheses, ready for the investment, which I deposited somewhere in a far country for safekeeping. <laughs> that's awesome I don't know what far country but it's there and it's being kept safe once you indicate your serious interest urgently and I will give you more details with all the legal documents covering the funds I will await your message regards Mr. Hassan Ziegler so I've got at least $250 million coming at me thanks to Hassan Ziegler, because i got to get right back to him and indicate that I'm serious about uh, uh, urgently getting the details ready. I mean, he's the former minister of finance, Libya, and he's got the money deposited somewhere in a far country for safekeeping. So, man, I'm ready to rock and roll with Hassan Ziegler. Hey, don't forget to uh, follow me on Twitter, uh, at Jeffy JFR Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio uh, my YouTube channel Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher uh, Cameo at Jeffy JFR if you have uh, something you want uh, you know something you want said to someone that you love or hate I'm here for you on Cameo just uh, you know book it and I'll take care of it for you and then uh, I'm filling in I'm on Pat. Uh, Pat and I are doing his show every day uh, this week, for those of you listening live today is Monday, the 18th, uh, 2022, uh, I'm doing his overtime, uh, on, uh, on blaze TV. You can subscribe blaze tv.com slash Jeffy gets you a discount. So, I mean, I give and I give and I give, and if you have something to comment, you can email chewing the fat at the com. I was reminded, uh, one email from uh, Matthew said a uh, question for your expertise I watched the terminal list and I know you said it was a fun ride and it was okay that's where you should have stopped right there I mean I don't know what you, you yes I said it was a fun ride and it was you're welcome but then he goes on but I couldn't help comparing it to the Punisher series even down to the best for oh this is a spoiler alert even down to the best friend being involved what do you think chewing the fat 20 stars best podcast ever faithful listener matthew well thank you matthew i appreciate it and i appreciate the 20 stars best podcast ever i'm sure you of course know the rules of subscribership that if you're asked when asked what are you listening to the answer is chewing the fat thank you i appreciate it um uh Terminalist, uh was a fun ride you're welcome comparing it to the punisher series i was just thinking uh, i don't know that i actually finished the punisher because I started it and my son and I were watching it, and I feel like I never finished it. So I'm, you know, I, you're probably right, it, and it's probably the same thing. Uh, but I, I don't. I'm gonna have to go back and watch the final couple episodes and see where I was at with it, because uh, I, I couldn't remember when you said that I couldn't remember the ending of it. So I'm gonna have to go back and see if I just forgot that I watched it, which is very possible, uh, or that I didn't end up watching the uh, watching the final two or three episodes or something with the Punisher and I just got lost in the ether so if you say that it was just like the Punisher by gosh Matthew you're right but let's just begin and end with hey I know you said it was a fun ride and it was you're welcome